Hey, what's up everybody? It's Joel Madden and this is Artist Friendly from Alternative Press. On today's episode, I'm talking to Idris. What's up, Idris? What's up, man? <laughs> well, uh, I'm really happy you're here. I'm a, uh, We've never actually really gotten to like sit down for a long period of time and like yeah. talk. Here we are. But you're you're in with like the brothers and Josh and Ben. Yeah, we'll and, we'll run into each other every um, now and then. Yeah. But I'm a huge fan of your music, obviously. Um likewise. And uh I I, I don't know where to start if we start present or we go past because I really I I don't know your whole story, but I know enough of it to know mm -hmm. like it's probably one of the more interesting stories in music. It's it is what it is, man. Yeah, it's um I don't know. Where should we start? Um I think so one of the things I love about you is your family. Mm -hmm. You're like this amazing dad. Love him. <laughs> amazing partner. You put your family first. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, it's like this part of you that like, you're one of the only artists that I feel like I see that shares their real life with people. Yeah. But it's natural. It happened naturally. I mean... The timing of it was literally around the time like my music was getting discovered and at the time I had we had a son and you know I wasn't about to like hide it or anything and I was so proud of it so I was like this is a good thing like so it just became natural that I was just sharing what I always you know it's what I love yeah so I don't know man that's that's how the family is just you know is that's why they're in the picture. They're in all the videos and yeah. Just... Yeah. You can feel it. You feel like that. The thing I see sometimes, even me, like, you know, like we don't ever plan, like you don't have this master plan. I feel like anyways, for me, I didn't have a master plan of how I was going to have a family. It just happened. Mm -hmm. You fall in love with someone and then all of a sudden, Oh, you got the kid and then save you're building a life. family and it does save your yeah, life. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wasn't like a perfect person before I met Elvia. So I think um, meeting her like at that time was just like perfect timing. Like I, you know, I could have had all this, all these bad things happen to me, but she was like, oh, just stay home with me and, and you know, let's have a family. Let's not like be out there. Keeps and, you out of the streets. Yeah. You know, you don't get caught up in no drama. So. I thought that was nice because when you know when I first moved here, I was like, "Oh, it's it's crazy out here." So I was just like, "You know, I don't really know if that's what I want." Like, my life was already crazy. So when I got here, I was like, "I want quiet, like, yeah, not the the party LA life." But but is it possible that like <laughs> that like part of like it's interesting, right? Because like. You're you're an incredible artist. You make really great art. Mm -hmm. A lot of people connect with it. It also feels different from everything else. It feels like, again, like I'm always looking for artists that feel like they don't, they're not trapped in the in the box. They're not trapped in the way that everyone else has to do everything. 
They're not like, they're not subscribed to anyone else. They're just doing their thing. You're just making, it's as if you were a painter, you would just be in your studio painting and not mm -hmm. looking outwards at like what everyone else is painting. That's how I feel about your music. I feel like you make your music, you don't ask for permission. Yeah. You're not checking in with the, the mass of people going, hey, what do you want to hear? Or you're not following any trends. Yep. And I'm, you're doing it. And I'm trendy. It. But, you know, I'm like, I just make what I like. And I think I just pay homage to all those things that I'm obsessed with. And every day or week, you know, I'll, maybe not every week but, or every day, but, you know, every now and then I'll find some new stuff to get obsessed with. And then but I just kind of soak it up and I need to hear everything that I'm into at the time and I need to watch everything and but yeah you know and then I'm a Gemini so it gets it gets old but it doesn't mean that you know like all my albums like I I don't I don't know I don't listen to them anymore right you're waiting for your next one yeah I'm just like making where? your new shit I'm lo always looking at the next thing and that's what's exciting about living really it's just like what haven't I covered yeah, and uh, it's like yeah. today, not yesterday. Yeah, I'm just trying everything, you know, like trying to soak everything up like a sponge. Living in America is like a privilege for me, so I, you know, I don't want to waste any time. So you came to L.A. from Arizona? From the Philippines, yeah. Oh, so you were in the Philippines. Yeah, before that I was in, um, I was back here. I was in San Clemente. Oh, wow. And then before that I was in Arizona. So how did you end up back in the Philippines? Because I know you were born in the Philippines, mm -hmm. yeah? Well, my dad, yeah, I was born in the Philippines. He got drafted by like 20th Century Fox when I was like five or six. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, got us to move to Arizona. Okay. And then in Arizona, it was just rough. <laughs> what was that like? What was it like being, how old were you when you moved to Arizona? It was like five or six. And, and what was that like? I had to learn English within a year, and I just had to get on my feet, you know, because it wasn't like I didn't live in a safe neighborhood. So, right. you know, you'd walk down the wrong street, and then you get chased by a bunch of kids, and they jump you. And then, yeah, I just I had to grow up like kind of, I don't know, I just had to be aware of my surroundings. Pretty fast. There was a lot of, like, gangs around, and I was just like this Filipino kid, like, just like, I was happy to be out of the slums and be in America, you know, but I didn't realize America was also this whole dangerous place. And, but, you know, I got used to it and I was just like, I'm not trying to be gangster or anything. So I just like skated and got into music. And every time I'd experienced something bad, you know, I'd, just, you know, it'd be instant regret. But like, you know, those moments changed me and it made me like want to be into art and music. Like I was into drawing when I was a kid. I used to tag. I didn't want to, you know, like join like the graffiti gangs. I just wanted to like tag on right. ice cream trucks and walls, you know, right. like I didn't want to do anything like super bad because my mom would just be like, you're going to get deported and, you know, shit like that. And I'd just be like, all right, like. That's crazy to think about like that as a fear. Like well, to yeah. hang over your head as a kid who's like where most kids don't have to worry about that. So they are getting in trouble because that's what kids do. We like, we go out and we find other kids and we end up 
getting in trouble. And, and in some neighborhoods, it's it's gangs or graffiti gang, or sometimes mm. it's just kids being stupid that aren't. Exactly. You know, every kid has a their little gang of some kind, right? In like every neighborhood, whatever. Yeah. And so to come here as a young kid, not speaking the language. Then you get thrown into probably the school system. Yeah, I went to public school. So, yeah, everyone was just, you know, everyone was a character. You'd see how some kids are raised by cholos, and then you see just some, like, I went to school with, and when I lived in Orange County, there were, like, neo-Nazis in my school, and mm. it was great. I, was, I feel like I've seen every type of clique, and I've just been, like, I don't know. I try to be neutral. Like, I don't really have problems with nobody so I'm it feels like like you're it's interesting because i i see you move and i know you you you're cool with everybody like you have yeah. friends and you but it feels like you and your family are moving through the world together it's like it looks like this little trio of like it's it's amazing by the way as a as someone who always wanted a family i always like find myself kind of like gravitating towards family so when i see families that are functioning that mm -hmm. functional in their own way like we all the lie is is that every family should be like this right yeah it's like we're all our own family but we're these like living organisms that grow and like it, every single family's different and like you're like the it's so it's so cool to me you're like the you're like this example of like when i also think of like like and let me use words that, that for lack of a, of a better, but like when I think of success, mm -hmm. I don't think of success as like this or that or that. I think of success as like happiness and functionality. And like, I just saw like all, like I think a lot of the rock stars I, I looked up to were family men and like, I did like all those like crazy junky dudes too, but I was also like, I came to a point in my life where I was like, I don't think I'm cut out for being up till 12 the next day because I was going hard all night. Like, yeah, I was just like, I want to have nice things. Like, I want to work and really hard and not burn my whole brain away. <laughs> yeah, because I went through that phase too, and I was like, yeah, I really, I should just be a, like a family man. It's like this is what I want, you know. It's like I feel safe this way and. But yeah, it just happened, you know, fell naturally. And um But it's funny because if you go out in the world, right, you you you're not met with like I feel like anyways, like people wouldn't look at maybe either of us mm -hmm. and go like, that's a fucking that's a good dad. Yeah. That's I mean, a family man. You know what I mean? Like, look at that family man. They would maybe <laughs> see us in like the funniest thing happened to me the other day. I won't get into it, but something happened in my neighborhood and it it was a guy with tattoos or something. Mm -hmm. And everyone like called and was like, we don't want to say anything, but there was a thing with a guy with tattoos. And I'm like, it wasn't me. I wasn't here. I wasn't here. Yeah. But the fact that we have to have that conversation with people. Because you have tats. Because you look a certain way, you know what I mean? Or you give off a certain vibe or yeah. you, they have an idea that maybe you behave a certain way. And like, oh, we've been crazy, right? When we were young, we had our yeah. moments. But no more than any college 
kid or any other person yeah. out in their first few years of like adulthood locked up you know and exactly god you know god forbid i ever get into anything but it's like i just i think i'm just protective you know like yeah. i've seen a lot of stuff been in a lot of violent situations where i was you know i had to man up and be like some of these things you can walk away from and you're not a coward you just yep you're Smart. protecting your family. Yeah, you're protecting your family, your name, your walking reputation. away for, for protection to so put them first. You know, I just yeah, I feel like I give off that vibe too. Like I have tattoos, um don't smile, but I'm happy and I have my family. I just I don't want to be that like I'm so happy guy either. Cause no, it's, it's like, real like you're bro, like I get human. bummed all the time, like and not because, you know, life's bad. It's just you know, things happen and I'm human. It's like, we're not perfect. So I don't know. Just try to, I think the family is the, like a really solid foundation that should still be recognized with like, especially, you know, if a lot of kids look up to me, I don't want them to view this whole family thing as like, it has to be perfect. It has to be like this Instagram, like, yeah, yeah everything looks perfect. Yeah. It's like, it looks perfect because we're just showing you like when we're happy, and exactly. like that's what I want people to know. Family is happiness, and yes, there's you know episodes with family where it's not so happy, but it's like you work through them. Yeah, like I've never seen my parents give up. Like they've been married all their lives, and they've had tough times. They've argued, but they make up. So I think that's why like I don't want to share like when I'm going through something. It's like. It's no one's business. Let me resolve it first, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's no one. I, I was saying that the other day, too. I was like, you know, of course, when I show people something on Instagram, I'm going to show them the best picture I took yeah. of it. And if, if I show them my family, it's going to be us smiling. I'm not going to show them the moments where we're, like, bickering over something or we're, like, you know, because we all do. We all, yeah, like, they're good we, to acknowledge just so people don't think, we like, go through it. you guys are perfect. But it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like, I don't need to share this with nobody. It's like, this is just between me and the fam. But, like, what you're actually modeling, in my opinion, this is how I feel, is, like, you have you have a real fan base, dude. You have people out there who who look at you as, you know, for me, you're this modern artist who's making music on their own terms and having great success doing it which is a rare thing most people have to buy into some kind of system usually yeah. to like have that success and you're doing it on your own terms you say what you think you say how you feel you say when you think something's right you say when you think something's wrong and you have people looking at you and your family and going that's possible for me too because you yeah. probably have kids out there who again like i always say the people that reach for art it tends to be their way of getting out of something making it better making a better life healing something going through a traumatic childhood coping. and coping right yeah. and like so they look to your art to help them do that and then they start to maybe imagine that they could do it and they become a graphic designer or they become a music a, a producer or they become an artist that's literally everything i am it's like you could do all of that, like graphic design, film, music, and and have a family, and have a family, and still do what you want. Like, it's so dope to <laughs> me though because 
and I'm just saying as a fan, when I see you on stage, when I see you in your videos, you have this style, you have your own style. You have a way of like, of your, your lens on things is really unique to you. Mm -hmm. And like, it's super, it's cool. It, it makes you go like, damn, that's fucking cool, man. How did, how did he think to how, like, it just feels like you're just being you, but who you are is cool. Right. And I know you probably don't even feel that way. You're just being you. But at the end of the day, the people that watch, we are, we watch music fans. We watch and it informs us how to dress, how to, mm -hmm. how to like, like, that's where we get stuff from is like, we watch our favorite artists, you know? Yeah. And it's cool to me that you're doing this. It feels naturally just following how you feel every step of the way, making yeah. the record you feel like making and saying what you feel like saying. And you have your family and you're, you're just, it's honest and it's kind of not, it's kind of refreshing when you live in a world full of Instagram, mm -hmm. like where people are trying to present something that they think everyone wants to see. And I understand that too. I'm not like hating on anyone for mm -hmm. trying to succeed in the world any which way they do. But like, we all do get kind of like tired of seeing like what we're supposed to see. That's and then we have someone like come along like you, mm -hmm. who's literally, you came here from the Philippines, then you had to go back, right? Yeah. Um, my dad just missed home and thought like we'd be okay like living out there and how was that how was, old were you when you went back i was like 16 or 15 it was like a culture shock wow people out there would kind of laugh at me for having an american accent so i was like bro like what do i gotta do to fit in like i'm i was born here like right you go home there's just always ways like for people to like divide you from the mm -hmm. equation so it was it was tough man that was like not gonna lie that's the hardest that was the hardest part of my life but getting out of there was always a goal because like right before i left i was playing in bands here and i got a glimpse of it you know i like i went to the smell i watched a show at chain reaction i was like maybe one day like I could do this, but like now that I'm in Manila, I have to figure out how to even get my music out. So luckily we had the internet and you know, kids like Tyler were blowing up at the time. And that was like what was inspiring me. Cause I was like, well, I'm all the way over here. Like, how do I get heard? So I just would make videos and upload them on YouTube, send them to all the blogs I followed and some of them replied. So. From that, you know, I would just kind of build reputation with these people I don't really know. I just, you know, share my music always and be nice to them and just be real and be like, you, how are you? you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Just I just don't person. want them to like just put me on. It's like I want to also be like, yo, like you're going to do all this for me. I'll, you know, I'm, I'm here for you too. So I kind of just always, you know, that's how I've gotten so far i think i've always just been cool with everybody and just you haven't forced anything you've been like yo yeah, if like, you fuck with it yeah it and it's like i just yeah i mean i don't know just i don't want anything if, if someone wants to do something nice for me then it's like i'm eternally grateful and i'd return the favor anytime so it's you know like in the music industry i think that's 
that's what it's like when people show you love you just like respect that and treat them the same way like i don't know it's been it's been good man like living out here there's a lot of musicians (laughs) and you know a lot of them you know are very prominent artists so it's good to move here and like people like yourself like would help someone like me is just still starting out figuring this out and we're just as lucky though because we get to be around really cool special special you know i always say special because mm-hmm. like there's people that stand out and when i hear your story it makes make total sense i'm like of course he has an interesting story because you're interesting it's it's interesting everything you do to me is interesting i'm like how do you think of that like where I didn't did that even come want from life to be this way man it was tough it's just like you know, like, I think it was around high school. I didn't even finish high school. Yeah. So, like, felt like a super loser. And then all my friends already went to college and had jobs. And I was like, what do I do? Like, I don't have money to go to college. I didn't even finish high school. So I was like, my best friend Joyce was like, you should just take music seriously since that's the only thing you're good at. He was being real with me, you know. He's like mean as fuck. He'll be like, "You suck yeah. at everything." But when he said that about the music, I was like, "Oh, well, okay. Like, I'm just gonna not party with y'all every freaking weekend and stay home and record." And and that's where it started, really, like, yeah, getting focused. Because you know, I'd see these guys like getting paid, and I was just like, "How do I get?" How do I have anything in my life? So I was like, mm-hmm. I have to create something, right? I have to create music. Like, what did my favorite bands do? They made songs. They made they built vids. something. Yeah, so you build it, they come. So I was like, how much do I got to build? And how many years will this take? It took 10 years to, you know, go viral or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I've been... Wow, 10 years. Yeah, I was in... Amazing. I got my first deal when I was 22. Yeah. And... um nothing even happened you know i just got signed i they brought me on tour with a bigger band and i would see how things went and i'd just be like well i'm not ready but that you started learning you went that, that was your college you know yeah like you started getting your degree because i didn't go to college so i was like grateful that i got to move to london and you know meet bigger artists and just hang out with them and that's you know, cool i didn't know that that was even a thing like so you went to london yeah because in manila um, the the industry there is uh it's really based around showbiz so it's like very like pretty boy pretty girl like they can yeah. dance like mm. bro i'm not gonna dance <laughs> yeah. you know like um <laughs> yeah, i'm here either, to play way, guitar like you know like and um so you went okay so you're in manila you're like, I'm going to focus. I'm going to start making music. Making songs that I knew like would do good like overseas. And I would just upload them online. Well, and, and to be fair, you came from overseas. Yeah. So you were you were probably more at that age, you were you were probably dug in here and then you you're getting your you're getting informed, you're playing in those bands, mm-hmm. you're learning how to you know, how music works, how to make music. Then you have to go to Manila. And it's a you're you're back in you're back there that, after that's stage what one. Was it, basically, ten years you weren't since you moved. You moved back ten years later, yeah. and then I've been to Manila. It, it's a beautiful, 
uh, I mean, it's it's a great place. The people are really nice, but it's crazy yeah. there. Yeah, the poverty is still. It feels it, it definitely is real. Yeah, everyone's really nice, and it's like the Philippines are a great place up to visit. And there's we 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 got to go play shows, and we had amazing shows there. I mean, just amazing. Like mm -hmm. the, the music fans there. There's a real culture there for music, but it's a big. big ass city with a lot of people, and it is real. It's a real city. And it, to think about like being a kid that's 15 that gets taken out of what he knows for the last 10 or 11 years here, yeah, put there. And then I just had to start over. It was like, you know, I was already playing sh like backyard shows out here, and mm -hmm. it just felt like it was gonna go somewhere. And then, bam, my dad's like, "Let's move back." And I was just like, all right, might be cool. Well, here yeah. we, yeah. I mean, what, what can you do at that age when your dad says you got to move somewhere? Yeah, so, I wasn't about to abandon them and be like, no. But I'll bet when you go back to the Philippines to play, mm -hmm. when that day comes, and I don't know if you have yet, but like you will one day, you're going to go back there and play a show. I guarantee you like there's a very special relationship with the music with the music fans there that you'll you'll have because I think That's where it started man yeah I think they'll embrace you because of that it yeah. really did start there when I lived here dude like I thought I was just gonna graduate high school and work at Starbucks yeah when I moved out there I was like I was like maybe I'll get signed one day and I was just imagining all this wild shit <laughs> like why all the stuff that happened and my dad also you know would t feed these ideas into my head i remember we'd go on these uh, family trips and he'd be like you know son maybe one day you can sign and tour the world and i'd just be like people do that like <laughs> you know like that's real that's interesting though because like i always talk about manifesting and creative visualization and how we imagine our future and that's the future like some version of that future is actually what what we end up having my dad definitely manifested it man he would say the wildest shit like you're gonna be like you know bigger than i could imagine and i would just be like mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean know? it's crazy though because some something he saw and, you know, like, we always kind of dismiss our parents when they're, like, complimenting us. Because, like, my kids do it when I'm like, you're really good at that. They are really good at what I'm saying. But they yeah. are like, Dad, whatever. You always, like, you you think I'm good at everything. And I'm like, yeah, not really, actually. I actually think you're good at that. Yeah. And we get into these little arguments. and But I can see, actually, what they're good at. Of and course, I also think, like, like. Not biased either. But also your dad did something at a high level, right? He was he worked for a, an entertainment company and mm -hmm. he understood like I think he had an a, a, an ability to understand like things at levels. So when you get to a high level to a high level, you start to understand like when someone's competent at something and when they're not. And I think he probably identified in you like that there is this like I think this like they say like the 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 x factor or the thing like there is something special about artists when you notice like man that kid's different all these other ones that are trying i don't see but then that kid stands out and he hasn't even sung yet it's like the first time i saw you i when you you notice the dude who walks in the room you're like who's that guy he's fucking cool as shit what's he doing and you're like he's an artist and you're like of course he is and then you hear their music and you're like fucking of course he is like that's how it feels when you see like someone who's meant yeah to be 
And like, whether you're, I mean, your dad had to see it. You could say it's just because he's my dad and he loves me. And you're like, no, he probably didn't say that about. Like when he was saying that, dude, I could barely like do guitar solos. Exactly. (laughs) You know, I was like. But he saw it. I sucked at guitar. It's just like, but yeah, I mean, he would be like, but you know, these Nirvana songs are just like two chords. And I'd just be like. Yep. He was right. Same guy who all. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Does he ever say I was right? Um, I think he can say that all he wants now. Yeah. He's super proud. Like, ever since I, I signed to RCA, he even made his profile pick the old RCA logo. I was like, oh, Dope. my God, Dad. That's great. <laughs> but that's great. That's what Dad's supposed to do. It, it was cute. I was yeah. just like. It's like how I am with my kids. I'll be, like, putting their Little League picture or something up. and They love it, man. Yeah, they, yeah to them, like. We're always going to be the dads. We're always going to be corny to our kids. It doesn't matter. I just never thought it happened. But that's because I was born in the slums. Like, I didn't think, like, there was possibilities for... It doesn't feel very possible there. Yeah, I mean, I you know, when I was... Like I told you, when I was in high school, I thought I'd just, like, work at Starbucks and play in these underground bands. I don't know. Like, I didn't think anything, like... All the stuff I've done lately, like that's it's legendary. It is. Do you feel like I I feel like you're just getting started? Exactly. Yeah, no, like that's what I say to a lot of people now. Like they're the like, world's just getting to know like, you. Congrats, you did it. I'm like, dude, I still have ten more years of like, you know, being fit and able to do this. Like I'm just starting, like I still want to make this like a living, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't think like I've, I've even reached like my peak. I just just got to keep working, really. It's freaking hard. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you make music all the time? Yeah. Yeah. It's like battling with myself every day, doubt, fear, anxiety. Of course. Even like before I play shows, I'll be like, no, it's going to show. Yeah. Then like when I know that, when everyone's there, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm just freaking out all the time. Like I can never have peace. Even if I go on vacation, man, like I'll just Your brain always goes. I'm always thinking the worst. Yeah, but like why. what if is it I mean, I the the way I what I hear when you I'm say positive, that positive, right? But I'm like inside of me is like there's like a voice that's always like. But what I think that is, just from being like older than you, mm-hmm. right? And I'm just sharing, you know, take it for what it is. Um, I actually think creatives, because because I I I I've dealt with that for a long time, um, and I think that we're we are driven by imagination. And we you we had to imagine our life, right? You you imagined all this somewhere. You imagined it, mm-hmm. and then you're living it now. And now you're imagining what's ahead of you. The the further we get down the road, it starts to get a little hard to imagine what's what's beyond this because I think it takes us a minute to take in where we're at, mm-hmm. to actually own it and to go like, no, this is my real life. My real life is not there where I was in the slums. Mm-hmm. My real life is now here. I can go and get $100 out of the ATM and take my family to dinner and drive my car where I couldn't do that there, no. none of this existed, and now it exists. And I think it takes a minute to like 
take that in and actually physically be in the present because we we're catching up, you know, and then we, while we're doing that, we're trying to imagine the future and the next thing so we can keep climbing the mountain. Cause we, yeah. at the end of the day, you didn't do this because you were like, eh, whatever. You saw something and you said, I bet I could climb that. And then you started climbing. Right. Yeah. And it's like the, 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 the good part of us, right? Like the child part of us that likes to have fun and play and be cool with everyone is actually the best part of us. That's like the true part of us. The part of us, I think, that we have to defend ourselves against the world because it's a tough place is actually the less true part of us because those moments where we have to defend ourselves are actually like kind of few and far between in reality. Yeah. But they damage us so much that they cause us to kind of like always be on the guard. And then if we're always on guard, we actually are taking that fun part of us and shoving it here to protect it. And I think it's like that constant struggle between the past, the present, what we have, what we didn't have, always jumbled up, and then what we want for the future, because we're never going to stop dreaming. Mm -hmm. Anyone that tells you to be satisfied is wrong. Yeah, It's the only way you're going to make art is by dreaming and going forward, I think. And so we always have to want more. We always have to want to achieve more. It's the only way we're going to create anything worthwhile. And it's just who we are. It's our lot in life, right, as artists. And yeah. I think that, like, it's all from imagination. And that's the struggle is even when you go on vacation, even when you're just chilling, playing with your son, even when you're at dinner with your wife, and thank God they don't have to like go through this as well. Like my my wife. Thank God, seriously. My wife has <laughs> to deal with me. That's what, that's. Because she's calm. That's why I'm like, I pr all praise to them because I'm, I'm like a bomb. But they understand <laughs> that we're these like, what I would say, dynamic, right? Mm -hmm. Imaginative. Yeah, my imagination is too much. I think that's why even the like. That's why it can go wild. Sidetrack, like can, can sidetrack you from just focusing on what's in front of you. Like, so yeah, you and, know, and that's being, all I struggle with, you know, like. <laughs> but you know what, dude? Like, I think that we all do. Like, I think that like what you're going through is is like interesting to hear that because I'm sitting here going like, ah, you know, I'm not alone. Well, yeah, man. It's like I don't want to be the guy who makes the cry for help because it's like I just want to also prove to myself that I can get through this and I I see everyone around me still here so I'm like let's just keep pushing because everyone's standing strong and yep I feel like and you're leading your family like that's what that's what you're doing you're you're going forward uh but but also the all the stuff that comes with having also, like what you would say is ADD, I always think mm -hmm. like we're we're actually just hyper focused. Oh yeah, and I'm when super we're, hyper. And when we're <laughs> hyper focused on the wrong thing, it's That's not bad, good. Yeah. But when we're hyper focused on the right thing, it's 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 a stroke of genius. It's a it's Beautiful, a piece yeah. of art, right? And so we look at like these moments and go like, why am I so anxious? What I learned how to do as I got older was was actually stop and recognize when I was feeling anxious and go, I wonder why I'm feeling anxious. Take a minute with it. It took me like many years to like learn how to, to like get that, that kind of wild animal in my control 
because my imagination a lot of times felt like a wild animal. It felt like it was running all over the place. And sometimes it was in a good place where I would create things. Mm -hmm. All the good things I've ever created in my life, whether it's music, I think, or a company or a friendship or anything good in my life came from my imagination, the good part. And all the problems I've ever had I think came from my imagination on the bad, the bad side. side yeah. <laughs> so it's like, which which side am I going to focus my energy on? Trying not to manifest um, any more bad things, but no, yeah, I don't think I have for like a long time. It's, but that's just the battle, you know. I just like constantly try to stay away from anything I feel could disrupt my peace and. Yeah, negative, disruptive things. Or even things that happen in, you know, my in Elvia's life. Like right. if she is going through things, I try to be the wise one to be like, you're going to get through this. This is just for now, you know, like, I don't know. But yeah, like family is the the number one thing in my life. And then, yeah, I just try to skate when I when I need to like, Cause that's what I need to um, stop thinking that like that. Right, just go skate. I just go skate and or anything like physical where you don't like have to think for a sec. You yeah, know? you get you play get, video games even. <laughs> you get in your body mm -hmm. and you're just thinking about skating or you're thinking about whatever the physical whatever you're, just you're playing living basketball. in L. A. I think you just gotta step out the house. Right, go for a walk. Like, yeah, everyone needs that because like if you're working all the time, it's like. You get in your head too much. Yeah. You just kind of need a break. And too much of anything's bad, so. Do you think your parents had a big influence on your your love of family? Yeah, because um, I always wanted a love like that where they never gave up, no matter how annoying they, they, they were had each to back. each other. You know, they'd always be loyal and just just make up. And, um, you know, it could be a little toxic, but I think it, it's a healthy thing where, especially if you have a family, like, I'm not against people splitting up. But yeah, sometimes Sometimes it happens, but yeah, you know, as much as possible, I, I respect when people just keep it together and, and I think that's a beautiful thing. Because, like, we could all just wild out and just not care about each other. But I think it's some it's really deep when you just put all that aside and value, like, family. And I don't know. Those are just the kind of... That's what I always wanted. Those are the ethics that I always thought were, like, you know, golden. So I just... Yeah. Where do your parents live? They're in Manila. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm trying to get them out here. Which takes a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, they, yeah, they're good. Like, I think think they're healthy now. Yeah, hopefully. I always kind of wanted that too. I I just thought. I mean, my parents split up when I was young, but mm -hmm. um, it was one of my goals always. Was like when I when I get when I settle down, I want to just just be with one person and try to build a family that we're, we're the mom and where we, me and the, me and my wife are always together. I want to be a grandpa. Exactly. With the grandma. <laughs> yeah. And, and then like I, and then you go through it. I've been, 
I've been married for 12, 12 years and been with Nicole for 16 years. Mm-hmm. And like, you realize like why people split up, you, you get it. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real life you're building. And there's moments where like, no one's perfect. So it's and like, like people have their moments, like people have moments where they're, uh, it, it's a season of life or it's a moment of life. And you, you have to like, it becomes deeper than just like the, the idea that we're a couple. It, it's deeper than that. Like you become, I think like real family, you become best friends, you become mm-hmm. dependent on each other in a way that's, it's deeper than I think, um, than just a love relationship. It's a, it's high. It's, it's way deeper than that. For me, it feels like, it feels like family. It feels like this is the person I want to have my back. Sometimes people award it like codependency and I'm like, where do you (laughs) get these ideas? It's like, sounds really negative. Yeah. I'm like, yo, like some people just want a solid person in their corner for life. And, and all the time. And some people want to be players all their life. And, you know, there's no right or wrong, but I just ended up being the guy who wanted to just be, you know, married and have family. Like, that's chill to me. <laughs> look at all, look at John Lennon and Yoko Ono. I mean, they're they're still in love and he's not even here. Yeah. Like, I could feel their love. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's in all his music, everything left behind family i i mean if i go like i hope i leave that behind like all that love between us and you know it's better than my old music is just about like doing drugs <laughs> it's not <laughs> not that cool you know it's like yeah, so especially it was cool. when you, you know people burn themselves out and need to go to rehab it's like that stuff's sad that's what made me want to change because you saw a lot of that happening yeah, it's sad, man. It's like you'd never expect it to happen to anyone, but it'll happen, you know. Some, you know, some people just love getting messed up all the time. And yeah, I think that they're like medicating some pain that they can't. Yeah, usually a lot of my with. friends that are like that have like crazy family issues. That's right. why I think the family thing is important. It's like that solid. It families. starts at home, like yeah, yeah, and the proof of. And the proof, like, is always your kid, right? When you exactly. see... If he's acting up, it's probably my fault. So I'm just like, I got to get it together. I feel that way. I feel like if I if if the calm home creates the calm kids, right? Mm-hmm. The peaceful home creates the peaceful vibe with the kids. The, 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 the home that where you feel like everyone's cheering each other on and supporting each other you see that and then you may meet someone and you and you think like you you the, your first judgment is like oh this person's just really negative and they're really this or they're really that but then you if you go and look behind like you go and look at the home they grew up in maybe they were getting criticized all the time maybe yeah. they were just getting not getting support and then we don't actually live in a world where it's like cool to sit there and talk about like hey so when i was growing up my family was really not supportive. They were critical of me all the time. And it made me feel really bad about myself. I could like, go on about that too with my life, but I've learned to like forgive my parents. Yeah. Cause now that I'm a parent, I'm like, okay, I can't give you guys shit because I'm. Cause we're all just trying our best. Through that now too. And yeah. I'm like, so yeah, literally every, every choice you make reflects with on your kids and 
Yeah, I don't blame my parents being the way they were. Like they're probably me either. By the way, trying their best, you know, especially at the time with the tools they have, Mm -hmm. with the information. It's not like we had. My parents didn't have the internet to go on and go Google like what's the best way to teach your kid how to whatever. Like I literally will Google shit now. I'll literally Google everything. I'll be like, uh, best way to build confidence in a teen, mm-hmm. you know? And then I'll read like 50 things and I'll actually find one that I like go, that you know you what? That to. guy looks like that doctor so-and-so actually feels like he knows what he's talking about. And then I'll go down a rabbit hole. I'll, I'll research the doctor and say like, who, the, who is he? And then you'll find out it's some real therapist who's done tons of research and and you agreed with his point of view. And then you take a little piece of that back and you apply it, even if it's just a little piece, it actually affects in a positive way mm-hmm. whatever it is you're trying to do as a parent. Our parents didn't have shit. Yeah. They they were not like, let me just check that out before I before I make a decision here. I'm gonna Google it. Oh, there were only telephones. Is it and mail. And then you call your aunt or your uncle or whoever and be Remember like Remember meeting up with your friends and just Hoping they show up in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yo, I'm going to be at the 7-Eleven. You better be there, man. And they're, they're like 30 minutes late and you think they died. <laughs> it's sort of the crazy. You're sitting on the curb waiting. You're just like, man, are we going to skate or what? This person probably got ran over or something. <laughs> yeah, those, yeah, it's crazy. My parents would always tell me that too. Like, I didn't have nothing for Christmas. Yep. I'd be like. Okay. <laughs> and then change my Christmas. As I got older, like I remember we hit tough times when I was a teenager and I'd have those Christmases where I didn't get nothing. And mm-hmm. I was just grateful for other things, which was like the family, you know, they were there for me. They'd make us food and we'd spend time, watch a movie. It was better than getting a present. Yeah. Sometimes you just get a present and then you don't even hang out. It's just like. Yeah. So, it's yeah. true. You know, I had every experience. Like I've had, wasn't like rich, but you know, I've been middle class and then we lost money and whatever, you know. Like, yeah. I just try to keep it real and like, it's not about that stuff anyway. Like, Where's your favorite place to live in the world? Here. LA? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's nice, huh? It's... uh can't complain i don't know man i can't like i have nothing bad to say about la my whole life you know got better when i moved here Mm -hmm. but yeah america's nice i went to miami recently that's cool that's a that's a nice vibe maybe Mm -hmm. one day i'll like be able to live there yeah you i mean you will yeah like la is nice miami's nice i love new york new york's cool I mean, I like everywhere I go almost, but yeah, it's just, America is the place for like in my head. Like, I've lived in London, you know, before, so I don't know. There's just nothing like America. Like, it is pretty. It, it is. It's weird how it like feels that way, right? Like you always get back here, and you're like, especially when I get to LA, I can get tired of LA, but then I'll go. I love New York. I'll go to New York for like a couple weeks and come back here, and I'm. When you land, you're happy. Yeah, I don't know. There's just this laid... I don't know. I wouldn't say it's laid back either, but... LA's got like a sneaky hustle to it because it feels laid back, but everybody is working. 
and everybody's doing stuff. It's, it's just different. Too. It's aggressive, yeah. Like the driving and and it's 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 <laughs> it's a very like it's a crazy city. There's all these different pockets and different places, and like you don't want to end up in the wrong place. You don't want to end up in the wrong neighborhood <laughs> in L.A. You have to really like it, it is like a city like that where it's to, a little deceiving when you see it on TV or whatever. And then you you think you you're just driving through Hollywood and you make a right turn and you're in the wrong neighborhood or you Everyone's go through. Everyone's here. That's the thing. It's like all the dangerous people are here, all the good people are here. That everyone's here. The yeah. devils, the angels, they're they're all in the same city. I think every city's like that. Though. Yeah, every city has its stuff and its things. And but I just like the place. beach and. Being able to go to the snow in an hour—that's like yeah, that's something you don't experience anywhere. Like, you snowboard? No, I just I haven't yet. Cool. I don't either. I'm just. Saying. I hope this year will be the first year I go. I never could get it. I just I didn't grow up skiing or snowboarding. It was like kind of if, and I'm not categorizing it now. It's different. But when I was a kid, it was like a rich sport. That's a rich thing. No, trust you know, me, dude. Like. Imagine buying a snowboard. Like, like who has an extra? Cost? Who has a couple extra thousand dollars to buy a snowboard? The jacket, buy the jacket, the, pads, the pants, the helmet, like, the, helmet the, the gloves. Get a spot in the stuff, woods, like and the ski pass, and then go there. When get off work and go there for how many days? Okay, wait, we're flying. Like it always seemed like to me when I was when I was when I was growing up. That was like, oh, that's what rich people do. They go skiing and snowboarding and like, mm -hmm. that's cool. And then so when I got older and I actually had the means to go snowboard, I never, it for whatever reason, it didn't live in my soul you weren't that to interested learn. I tried it, yeah. once or twice. I fell down a bunch of times <laughs> and I was like, I'm terrible at this. It doesn't live in me. It's not in my, it's not a part of my history. You like sledding? I love sledding. I'll do the tubing See, and the sledding. That thing is fun. That's what I do. When if so now if if like every couple of years we'll go up like to the mountains somewhere, mm -hmm. um, and my kids are actually like, amazing. we don't ski every year, but like we've been a few times enough times from when they were little to now. They my son can snowboard. He can he can kind of shred. <laughs> and my daughter skis. My wife skis. And have you gone skiing? Me? Yeah. I tried. I tear. I, I like. It was it was it was a mess. It looks scary, and they all make fun of me the whole time because I'm falling down the whole time. It's pretty scary, and then the lift is really scary because you're just like sitting there. Anyway, so now when I go, I've re resigned myself to like, look, you guys go ski for a day or two, and then one day we're one of the days we're going sledding. We're gonna go to the there's like these mountains where you can just tube or sled or whatever, and then that's what we do for me. And the rest I'm just hanging and just like taking pictures before they go out and then I'll just chill and Doing like the dad thing. Yeah. It's like the beach. Yeah. Cause I didn't grow up near a beach either. Yeah. I hate, I hate going into the ocean. Honestly, That's I can't so go in the ocean. I'm too scared. So I don't surf. I don't do any of that. I'm not an extreme guy. I just like jumping off stuff when I skate, but yeah, the ocean. No, thanks. Yeah. I had no. to swim in the hundred islands one time. That's in crazy. the Philippines, and That's my crazy. friends were like, "Yeah, let's go swim to this island." So we hopped off the boat and we swam to this like wooden um, thing that was floating in the middle of the ocean. And on the way to the 
this like wooden platform i just froze up and i looked down there's jellyfish and i'm like oh my god i have to get out of here dude like yeah i can't, yeah, can't take exactly i would too it's too deep <laughs> i'll go fishing that's as far as i'll go i, I like to nice. fish i like to fish but i won't go in the ocean i won't swim in the ocean i won't do any of that i'll funny i make like surf surf rock songs and i think of skating not surfing <laughs> because i see you uh, like when i hear your music i do relate it to skating it's not all skating but, but yeah not it's like, like fully i got into mm -hmm. music to, like the niche stuff that i found were in skate videos like right. all the cool weird the stuff songs, you thought was cool like black flag songs yeah. like you would never oh well, i mean that was the first place i discovered it so but yeah, and then you guys were on TV when I was growing up, so I was like, I want to do this, but I don't know how. <laughs> and then you did it. Yeah. Like, That's how we Jesus. were. We were the same way. We were just like... Who were your idols when you are like... You know, I was. it was the 90s, mm -hmm. and it, what we had access to was the radio and magazines, same. and... Um, we didn't have, and, and I'd watch MTV when I went to like a friend's house. I didn't, we didn't have cable, but at the time we would, whenever I was at a friend's house, I would like turn on MTV and just like watch it for an hour. It would you be know? the one though, like artists you'd get. I would, I loved. Like, I used um, to video, to, I used to record um, the TV on VHS. Yeah. When I'd see like Puff Daddy. I liked, like Nirvana. I, I, I liked. <laughs> you guys. I liked all that. I liked, um, I loved I love Tupac. I love Biggie. I oh, yeah, love Jay Z. Sick. I love Nas. I love the Beastie Boys. So you I, saw all that growing up. Yeah, and I loved. Um, and then I loved Rancid. Mm -hmm. And I loved. Um, I was. I loved Green Day. I loved the uh, like all the punk stuff coming out of the Bay. Uh, I would just kind of eat it. I would just kind of look in magazines and find anything that was coming out of California, social distortion, um, anything that was not, you know, for me, it was like the dream was to get out of where I was from. So I always had this dream of going to California because I'd never been, I hadn't even been on a plane until I was 19. So I was kind of like, just the next, the first chance I get to go, I'm going and I'm never coming back. And that's kind of how I felt about, I think it was just a, a rough childhood you I wanted to escape from became a fantasy of like leaving and That's music was here. the vehicle right yeah there's a spaceship exactly uh, and, but then you know like I think the important part of the journey was like learning that I actually I think the most important part was learning my own value I didn't place a high value on myself when I was young I just wanted to get out of where I was from because I think I, I I hated my life. Yeah. And then I got into music and I never took myself that seriously. I kind of was just making music and it was like, it felt like the, I was the luckiest guy in the world. It didn't feel like I was like, no one cared what I was saying. I was just, that's how I felt, right? You guys were saying stuff. But we were, it's, we were kind of saying stuff without even knowing we were saying stuff. We were definitely just being subconsciously making music we didn't really think too much about what we were saying. We were just saying it. Yeah. And then you listen back and you're like, oh, damn, you had some stuff to say. You were a little, uh, you you were working some stuff out in those songs. And now, like, I've had a lot of time to think about it, probably too much time to think about it. I'm probably more 
cerebral than I should be, but like, that's just where I'm at. And that's how I like to be. Uh, but I like to, I love to listen to music and dissect what someone's feeling. And like, maybe even if they're not aware of like, maybe, cause sometimes as artists, we just, we just kind of like stream of consciousness, let out whatever comes out and it feels good to sing. And then you listen back and you're like, oh damn, like that's, I'm saying something there. You guys had songs about like classism. I th- I don't know. I think it was, but at the time it was this as simple as it was like pop we, punk at the time was like the thing, you know. And but I don't know, like. But for us at the time, I think the classism thing was literally just we didn't have money. Yeah. And we literally said we wrote a song about if you don't want it, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. And then everyone turned it into like kind of like eat the rich type thing, which I which is cool but it wasn't that cool like we it wasn't that complicated when we wrote the song we were just like hey if you don't want to be rich and famous mm-hmm. give it to me because i do because i got nothing exactly and it wasn't saying that rich and famous is bad it was saying no there's a lot of bands i think even i grew up with that were like fuck fame and i've always been like Hey, that doesn't that look just means too bad good. to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. fame looks kind of sick. <laughs> you're like, doesn't that like, just mean that everybody fucks with your shit or like that you're doing well? In my mind, when mm-hmm. I was young, that's what it meant. It still does, man. It's like, I like don't want to be poor. So it's like, I just, I, I look at success and I'm like, man, can a guy like me who had nothing like live that life? Like, that's, well, you, you know. The answer is yes. And then, you know, you just can't forget that this thing is about just loving what you do and having fun. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, And finding crazy. the balance of like what I feel like we probably agree on. At all costs, I'm going to take care of my family mm-hmm. and I'm never going to go back. I'm never going to go yeah. backwards. I'm never going to go. Yeah, I never looked back like ever since I came here. That's funny you ask like where my parents are and if I'd ever go back there I don't I really have no no plans of going back. I think like you know doing it here is the only place you can really do it like but I want people to know that like you can be from there and you can come here and you, you can change your whole life like you don't yep. have to be is it like you know like you, you got out of your town, like you want, you know, it doesn't matter what town doesn't matter. you come from. Just like as long as you make that move, that big leap, that big leap is the, the big leap probably the hardest thing too. Cause like you have people around you that would be like, oh, maybe it's actually not such a good idea. But if you feel it deep down, like it is, it's the best idea probably. And hopefully, you know, people are just fearless. I think that what you're saying is you just summed up how I feel. You mm-hmm. really did. And I think that like, but I, I listen, I think that you'll probably end up going back to Manila one day on your own terms because you have to, because your music mm-hmm. has to be, you have to go play there because you're. I would uh, love to. You know, like your 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 what you're building with your mm-hmm. music around the world is like. I mean, look at your Spotify followers, dude. Look at the, the look at how much of an 
like you have this music that is unique to itself and it's it's reaching masses of people it's not just a little group of people it's 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 building this large group around the world of people who believe in in you who fuck with you who love your art and it's un it's inevitable that you're going to have to go all these different places in the world and and like and play for the people that love your music but i think it's cool to go to to be when every time i mean you've been back to london and you went back on your own terms you you you're when you go to japan when you go to manila when you go to wherever the, your music takes you in the world it's going to be on your terms which is also to me like best part of the story like i guess i always wonder like i always kind of think of like life if we were watching a movie how mm -hmm. would we want the movie to like if you like when i think about your story when you tell me the things that you've like the journey you've been on i go well how else would i want the movie to be it sounds like it it's hard to go through but as a fan you watch something and go i wouldn't want this movie to be playing any other way like that beginning of the movie was fucking great but now we're here and it's great, you know? So like, I always imagine like, well, what's the next part of the movie? I think you're in like a really great place. I'm excited for the new music. Thanks, man. I'm excited to watch the family grow. They're growing. Yeah. Yeah, he's growing so fast. Crazy. Elvie is just becoming more of a mom and it's lovely to see, man. Like. It's all we wanted. Yeah, we, we're lucky. We were just talking about this, like, when we'd be in bed and be like, oh, like, wouldn't it be nice if we had a family? <laughs> here we are. And here we are, like, would it be nice to get some sleep? I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't happen for years. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, like I'm still waiting. I got I got a couple more years. Yeah, you're in, you're in the trenches right now. Yeah, it's all good, though. It's, it's what I signed up for. Thanks for coming and talking. Thank you. Wow.